Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. We're not only right in the middle of winter these days, we're also right in the middle of Fair Use Week, which runs this year from February 26th to March 2nd. What, you may say? What the heck is Fair Use Week, and why does it matter to a program about digital technology? Glad you asked. Most of us have heard about videos being taken down from YouTube, for example, because of claims of copyright infringement. Most have heard about illegal sharing of copyrighted music or movies over the internet. In short, we're all familiar to one degree or another with the power of copyright and how a copyright holder may limit how copyrighted material can be used. A lot of folks have some idea that there are limits to copyright. For example, that it's fine to use 50 words from a print source in something that another person is creating, or that it's okay to use up to 20 seconds of a song in a podcast without getting the copyright owner's permission, or that it's fine to read a contemporary poem in a public forum, or on your blog, or in a YouTube video you make, without obtaining the copyright holder's permission. Sad to say, none of that is true. Absolutely none of it. Think it's okay to use 20 seconds of a song, or even 20 notes, without permission? Nope. In fact, there have been court cases in which three notes lasting just two seconds have been found to infringe copyright. A very large magazine published a paragraph from a several hundred page long book and wound up paying a publisher a very large penalty for violating the publisher's copyright. So, do these examples and many, many others like them mean that we users of copyrighted materials have to always try to track down a copyright owner and get permission, which often involves paying a large fee, before we can comment on a piece of text, or make fun of what we consider a stupid song, or use part of a painting in a collage we're making to put on our new Matchbox Car Series webpage. Maybe not. And that's where fair use comes in. Fair use is what we call it in the United States. In Britain and former Commonwealth countries like Canada, the same idea, though often with different guidelines, is referred to as fair dealing. Today, we'll just talk about fair use in the U.S. First of all, it's important to remember that we're only talking about things that are still under copyright protection. Things that are no longer protected by copyright, or that were never protected in the first place, are free for anyone to use in any way that anyone sees fit. They're part of what's called the public domain. We see lots of examples on the web of materials that are part of the public domain. Want to download a nicely laid out copy of a book published before 1923? Head on over to Gutenberg.org, home of Project Gutenberg, where you can choose from about 56,000 works in all sorts of formats that will certainly work with one device or another that you have. Prefer to have someone read books to you while you're taking a walk or going on a trip? Take a peek at LibriVox.org. Or maybe you want to see when some ancestor of yours who lived in Falmouth passed away back in the late 1880s. The main newspaper project at the Maine State Library would be a very good place to start looking. All of these are cases where the material is no longer in copyright, so we can all do whatever we want with those materials. 
But what about things that are still in copyright? Is there any way to use copyrighted materials without getting the copyright holder's permission? The short answer is, it depends on who you are, what the material is, how you want to use it, how much of it you want to use, and whether your use will reduce the market value of the copyright holder's property. In short, we do have a right to fair use in the U.S. It's a doctrine that was first elucidated by courts back in 1906 and is now a part of our copyright law. That's the good news. The not-so-good news is that there are no hard and fast specifications of how much of what you can use when. There are a set of four general rules that courts use to decide if a particular use of copyrighted material is a fair use or not. We'll put a link to those guidelines as well to all of the other sites that we've mentioned today on the WERU website. Just click on Public Affairs Archive under the Archives menu item on the homepage, then scroll down to Notes from the Electronic Cottage and look for today's date. Interestingly, one of the best ways for a regular person to learn what fair use probably permits and what it probably doesn't is to read a comic book. Well, not just any comic book. This one, called Bound by Law, was created by the Center for the Study of the Public Domain at Duke University. Here's how Brant Goldstein of the Wall Street Journal Online described it. Quote, Bound by Law translates law into plain English and abstract ideas into visual metaphors. So the comic's heroine, Akiko, brandishes a laser gun as she fends off the Cyclopean rights monster, all the while learning copyright law basics, including the line between fair use and copyright infringement. Pretty cool. And guess what? It's free to download. The link is on today's program page or search for Bound by Law and Duke University. Copyright is supposed to be a balance between the rights of copyright holders, who are sometimes, but clearly not always, the creator of new books or songs or artwork, and those of us who make use of their work. Fair use helps to keep that balance in effect. And this Fair Use Week, see fairuseweek.org, is a perfect time to learn a bit about what rights we all have, online and off, within our copyright laws. We'll certainly be reading a certain comic book this week, and hope that you will be too. And we'll be happy to discuss it more on a future edition of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <music>